These are the Stanley Cup champions cheering for us. Obi could beat the fuck out of Wayne Gretzky. Could you break Wayne Gretzky's leg? Because he's 24! The smoke blinds from straight 40s before I go out for warmies. We got like half dressed and then last for and we we're just going nuts. We're in the locker room by then. We we're just going absolutely bananas. What it do, DMV? It is episode 82 of Chirpin DMV. First one of the season where we can kind of sit back and break down some hockey games. We've got three games under our belts. The Caps are 2 0 1. Two wins up in Buffalo, that shootout loss in Pittsburgh on Sunday. So, a lot to talk about. So, before we kind of really get into anything, let's say what's up to the boys. We'll start with Ben up north. What's up, baby? Not too much. It's uh, got back to classes today. I skipped one of them, slept through part of it, but things are going good. Alrighty. Though. What time was that? That class? Uh, 10 a.m. Okay. I mean, I guess, I mean, I woke up at like 10 15, but whatever. I'm still <laughs> claiming like COVID though. Yeah, Maybe exactly. what's happening with you, buddy? Uh, nothing. Just got back from uh roller hockey tournament this weekend. I feel like I broke my foot. I blocked way too many shots. Yes, uh, very try hard move. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I I really wasn't trying that hard. I kind of just like, I don't know. I was I I flamingoed every shot and they would still hit me, and I was really? just like, what the fuck? And yeah, um, but yeah, breaking down our tournament a little bit here. Not um, the best here. tournament you've had because most of the time you get on here and break your tournaments down, you're coming back with some money or a trophy, but not this time. Yeah, it was. I was expecting to go to this tournament with a pretty stacked team, to be honest. It's uh the the roller team is called the the Blackjacks, and this like pro roller guy pretty much runs it. They they had a uh, single A team and a double A team and an over thirty team. Um, but all of the it was kind of just a random ragtag group of people. And we had fucking four goalies playing out <laughs> on our team. So I was like, oh, well, this is going to go great. Um, and then, all right, so, yeah, we had four goalies skating out. And um, our, our actual goalie was, like, jokingly but kind of seriously saying, oh, it's funny that we have four goalies on this team and we chose the worst one to be the goaltender of our team. And I was like, oh. <laughs> And uh, so that's kind of how the tournament kind of ran. Like, uh, the first game, we definitely should have won um and like it was just a team full of scrubs and we lost like four to one and i was like god damn it but it really was closer than that it was a one-to-one game the score did not reflect the game one of those yeah it was a one-to-one game with like probably like eight minutes left in the game and our goaltender lets up a half court shot nice and i was like god damn it and then (laughs) they score and then they score an empty netter with like a minute left to make it three one and then with like 10 seconds left, like our like we had the puck, but we knew the game was out of reach. So our player decides to pass it to the goalie who was not paying attention and it went in the net to make it four to one. So that's how the basically the entire tournament went after that. It was it was just like, God damn it, this is miserable. Are those tournaments like super serious? Like, do people fight in those? Uh I wouldn't say fight, but they do take them pretty seriously. Um and there there's a lot of high That's just when there's like, some money on the line. Yeah, like there's a lot of high skilled players there. I mean, there there are some tournaments where fight or fights happen, but not uh, none happened this weekend. Except there was this fucking insane dude who was just like yelling at his own goalie and shit. He literally took the helmet off of his own goalie because he was playing so bad. Well, That's crazy. The goalie had a who. Had, this is actually the same goalie as ours. Pretty he much benched his own goalie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he played in our goalie played in two di- on uh, two different divisions, 
and the guy on his other team, our goalie strapped on a, a beanie on top of his helmet with like zip ties to make it look cool or whatever. And in he the, thought degree roller rink, yeah. He was like, "What?" Like the guy was yelling at the goalie. He was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And goes to grab his beanie <laughs> off and just yanks his whole helmet off him. And the goalie was just like, "All right, I'm done," and just gets off and just doesn't play the rest of the game. <laughs> I would have done that. I'd be pretty that, mad dude. if I had some random guy yelling at me too. Yeah, and I was yeah, just I'd like, be like, "Jesus fuck Christ, you, dude!" Why you this guy, this guy was a nut job. I mean, he was actually pretty fucking good, but like he. That's like, the worst when like those crazy assholes are actually like good skilled players. It's like, oh, yeah, I've never seen one person like equally hated from everybody, including his own team throughout <laughs> an entire tournament. Like everyone that was watching the game was just like, this guy's fucking nuts. He did it like every game. Like he, he had like some type of outbreak, like every single game. And it was ridiculous. But um, I was playing yeah, against my probably that. just put pucks in his shin the whole weekend. Yeah, it was. I wasn't playing against him. Thank fucking god, that guy was nuts. But yeah, I mean, we we won one, lost one. No, we won one, lost two, tied one, and then lost in overtime in the uh, playoff game. So damn son, what was Not your the best one? Yeah, oh yeah, how many tucks? Uh, I had two tucks. Probably I don't know how many. So it's probably four. I mean, our team only scored like fucking eight or nine goals the it's whole tournament. Bad. Like like five games, it's not good. <laughs> not for all. Love it, love it, love no. it. Yeah, today I get released from quarantine today. Nice, congrats, yeah, baby. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I don't. Covid know survivor. Do. Covid survivor. Yeah, wear ribbons. Tweet at us. Thank Your us. Tinder's for, getting abused, eh? Thank you for thank us for working through the covid. Um, yeah, it's good stuff. I did. It was a pretty fucking boring week. Not gonna lie. I watched a lot of shows. Um, yeah, that's what ones. I did. I watched I watched Queen's Gambit just because everybody was had a hard on about it and it was pretty fucking good. It's a pretty lie. good show. I watched. That. I liked it, and then I watched. I just, um, I can't get myself to watch a fucking show about chess, man. That's good. what I thought I, too. I, saw the, I said the same thing. It's good. It's good. All right. It's only seven episodes. It's like a limited series. All right. It's pretty good. I was. Surprised. You can crank through seven episodes pretty quick, and then I, last night our dealer and I watched some movie like Through the Wire, Across the Wire, or something. I don't know. It was pretty good too. And then I also got real big into sea shanties. In terms of like listening to the music, you see those on Instagram? No, I like I started to see them on Instagram and then like I jokingly started to listen to them and now I'm like big into them now. Yeah, the no. sea shanty. like, sea like literally with like pirates sing like those like, kinds of songs. Oh my, did you play Assassin's Clad? <laughs> like, look, listen what to this. Like, did you play black? Were you gonna say Black Flag? Yeah, the Assassin's Creed game. Good game. What do you do with the junkies? This is, I remember this song. That's crazy. Nothing better than a good sea shanty. You hear that? It's good stuff. Sea shanties are good. I feel like they're good hype songs, to be honest. I feel like they yeah, could dude. be remixed into like intense hype songs. You get intense, the whole team like, to like sing along with them. Yeah. Oh, you start getting, you should get a whole team ripping into a shanty on the bench. Like a, like, like a Skrillex bass drop or something. That would go crazy. Like that USA hockey is do or die type shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Love it. Love it. So we got it. We do have an interview today. It's Samantha Pell from the Washington Post. Uh, it's about a half hour long, pretty insightful stuff. It's good stuff. And um, boys, I know we enjoy talking to her, getting some, even though she's only been around hockey for two years, we found out, but she's, she's damn good at it. Yeah. I think that was the craziest thing that I took from that was she's literally didn't even watch hockey until two years ago. And she was like describing like neutral zone play. And I was like lost. I didn't know what she was talking about. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, she, she has some, she has some pretty fucking good insight though too. And it was just, uh, it was, it was interesting to talk to her and uh, like, she, it was pretty much like talking to Tark. 
Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I didn't have the marbles to bring up the bumble thing with her though. No, no, I know. <laughs> and if she's listening now, she's gonna hear. It, but yeah, because like when I say like, I'll get on like every couple of days, and I'm a habitual swiper, or like I'll go on for like five, ten minutes and just like hammer everything right, right for like right, good right, five right, minutes. Yeah, right, right, yeah right, right, and right, then right. just like come back like a day or two later and check on things, see how it's looking, and I'll like have come back checked one day, and she's just like sitting there. And I was like, oh, I I know her obviously because we're retweeting her shit all the time and everything, and then. Yeah, I just left on left on ghost, man. Oh, man. what was your opening line? None, because they gotta Bumble. go first. Oh, they right, go Bumble's first. girls yeah, first. Yeah, I, so. I even I even popped an extendo on it. That that twenty four hour extendo. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh <now."> man, <laughs> was I doing oh, was it? I, do, uh, to, I was trying to almost, get insider sources. It was, it was, I was say almost almost made the uh, the ten dollar a month purchase for her too, just to keep. Oh shit! <laughs> I don't know about all that. But yeah, fourteen ninety nine a month, so I can shoot the first shot and see what happens. Yeah, for the super like. Yeah. Uh, no, that's good stuff. But yeah, didn't have the marbles. Bring it up in the interview, but maybe we will next time. Maybe we'll put her on the spot and grill it like that. So let's start breaking down these games, guys. We started the season last Thursday in Buffalo. Caps hang on. Blavliet's debut. It's a season opening win. It's on the road. It's we'll take it period by period, goal by goal. Here we'll start. So we'll start in the first. It's Nick Backstrom from Ovechkin and Oshi. Um, I believe this is the one where Brendan Dillon steps up at the blue far blue line, makes a good pinch, stops it, fires it up the right wall to Oshi or cross ice to Oshi. I should say on that right side, he taps it to Ovi. Ovi's coming in, kind of fumbles it, gets the Backstrom stick, and it's in. And that's Backstrom's uh, first of the season. Obviously, gives the Caps one zero lead, and he's now six goals shy of his two hundred fiftieth career goal. So, uh, AB, let's start with you on that one. Uh, so, for my first thought was. How many times has Nick Backstrom in his career scored the first goal for the Washington Capitals? I was just season? thinking that. That's a like, yeah, that's a really good question. Like I, I was like that could have been the first time ever. To be we honest, should, no, I think it, I think it happens all the time. I feel like really? it happens all the time. It reminded me a lot of the Carolina playoff series when he just like went off and scored like the first three goals or whatever it was. Like I, I feel like I've definitely seen him score the first goal for the season before, and I was just like, oh man, I wonder what those odds were. Like I'm gonna hammer that next year, <laughs> but. Um, would you we say should over three and a half. We should definitely get Stack Guy uh, Blake on that. See, see if he knows uh, the answer for that. Um, oh, it's definitely under three and a half. He probably has like two or three. But anyway, either way, like it feels like he scores the first goal for that, like that type of shit all the time. I always like those goals, like the first goal of the season and like the first goal of the playoffs. Like who gets us going? It's yeah. just like the kind of the most exciting, like or not the most exciting part of the season, but like like uh the one year. I think we won our, our first year back to the playoffs in 07, 08 or something like that, or 06, 07 versus the Flyers. I was like, who's going to get us going in here? I think it was fucking Donald Brashear of all people. <laughs> right <laughs> on. And I was just like, all right, I guess. Like that's, the Jason Chimera full ice goal, basically. Yeah, type yeah. Exactly. So, but yeah, it was good. Uh, it was a good play all around. Nick, Nikki B getting on the board early like that. Uh, hopefully he gets to, I mean, he typically breaks 20 in an 82 game season. That'd be sick if he broke 20 in a fucking 56. It'd be, it'd be mm-hmm. a high score season for Nikki Backstrom. Yeah. So, but so Ovi picks up an assist on that Backstrom goal. That's Ovi's 19th point. He's got 11 goals and eight assists in 16 opening games. So, yeah, there's kind of an answer. I'd start. Kind of an answer to that. Thoughts on that one, Ben? Nikki, I mean, just think Backstrom. It's the first line all getting a point on that first goal of the season. You kind of love to see that. Yeah, I know. That's what I was going to say about, like, the other goals was it was kind of all, like, the top guys. But on that goal, I liked how, like, it was kind of a broken play. Like, Oshie kind of handcuffed Ovechkin with the pass, but then they kind of, like, adapted and overcame there, and Backstrom tucked it in from, like, a pretty tough angle. So, pretty good stuff. Good stuff. So, the Capitals' penalty woes continue. We talk about this coming up here in a bit with Samantha Pell. It's, um, I guess it's the, it's the, 
a new coach isn't going to fix our fucking penalty problems. Apparently yeah. I guess we're just stuck taking these penalties. So we take a penalty uh, and it's Taylor hall from Olsen and Jack Eichel. It's a beautiful backdoor tuck. It's a bang, bang play. Charles kind of left out to dry. If you kind of go back and break that one down, it's Jensen. He went, he pushed up. He got a little aggressive, went to the top of the circles there. He gets turned around puck, finds his way across and then backdoor and bang. It's a, uh, one one game and Buffalo's loving Taylor Hall getting their. First well, I think I season. saw something. I think I saw someone on Twitter that said that may have been Lars's guy too, or something like that. Or I don't know. I mean, I, it was, yeah, is all around like yeah, someone blue coverage. They were yeah, they were moving the puck really quickly on that play mm-hmm. on that power play and yeah. they're that's what we kind of said going into that series, right, Ben? We said their power play is going to be pretty fucking good. They got Jack yeah. Taylor Hall, mm-hmm. uh, Victor Olafson on that other on the other side. He can rip clappers. Yeah. Um. And then Darlene is uh running the power play there. I think is it him or Ristolainen? No, I think it is Darlene. Okay. Um. And it's a perfect. It's like a perfect timing play, pretty much. I mean, Taylor Hall is just streaking like to that back post, and I was like, like as soon as you saw him, I was like, oh boy, here we go. And then you know, wide open yeah. pass, back door. Yeah. So that that made it one one game. We got a power play later in the first, and it's T.J. Oshie from Ovechkin and Carlson. This one was just kind of a bomb on net. Uh, Oshie's there to feed the chickens, as we say, and he cleans it up, makes it 2-1. to one. And uh, that's his second point of the game already on that power play goal. He, so he's second on the Caps in power play goals since his first season with the Caps in 15-16 with um, 44 power play goals and tied for 19th in the NHL during that span. So Oshie's low-key, deadly. Not low-key to us, but he's, a, he's he fires it up, and that gives us a 2-1 lead, and Oshie's got two points on the night. Yeah, yes. I, li- I like that. I call that a classic Ovechkin assist, where it's just a shot mm-hmm. on net, and not mm-hmm. looking to pass him, but it works out for them. So. <laughs> yeah, Oshie uh, kind of grinding away there at the uh, at, right at the uh, goalie, by, kind of by himself, too. Was anywhere there with him? I don't, I don't yeah, know. he just kind of dug um, into the goalie yeah. and found it. Yeah, yeah so. and, I mean, that's, that's what we got Oshie for. I mean, there was one season where he, he potted like uh, 33 or 34 tucks for us, and mm-hmm. uh, hopefully he can get 22. I mean, we have, we have what, four, potentially five players that could possibly get 20 goals this season, I feel like. Yeah, yeah I mean, it was the same thing last year. Like all these guys that could have got 30 goal seasons if everything wouldn't have yeah. ended so quickly or so abruptly, I guess, with yeah. 11 games so. left between Vrana, Wilson was kind of getting close, Ovi, Oshi, a handful of guys. That are putting the puck in the net for us, which mm-hmm. is nice. Uh, so second period, we're yeah, moving you like on. To see that top line rolling. Yeah, you like to see the top yeah, line getting. You like to... And you like you like get get getting a goal on your first power play this season too. Yeah, you know especially I mean? when it was so bad yeah. last year. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you love to see that. So second period now, John Carlson gives the Caps a three-one lead. His first goal of the season, second point because he got an assist on that Oshie goal. Uh, he just kind of fires it up the right wing and just sends it in. He kind of tucks it about a foot off the ground, off that left post and in. And it's a 3-1 lead, and we're kind of off and running now. Johnny's yeah, lo- back. Yeah, I Johnny love that goal. I feel like that's like what John Carlson does as a defenseman that no other defenseman can do is break up like that and snipe the puck like that. Like, I feel like he's just unreal offensively, <laughs> obviously. Is he going to lead us in points again this year? Oshie? Or Carlson? No, Sorry. Carlson, yeah. I fuck he might why not i'll say he did last year right oh yeah so i mean it's gonna be him or ovi i guess at this point i mean he's just just so offensively gifted like he can shoot the puck so well yeah so yeah it's beautiful so 
couple minutes later, Brendan Dillon, his first goal uh, of the season. And since like 2019, he just kind of fires one in from the point. It's through traffic. It's through about five, 10 guys. And it's just, it finds its way in and it's four to one. And we thought we were off and running with that Carly goal. I mean, speaking yeah. of offensively gifted defensemen. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> so funny story about this, uh, Brendan. Dillon. First goal is a capital. Let's uh, kudos. Oh, yeah, to that. True. Capital, yes. Baby. One first goal is a capital. Uh, have to get that monkey off their back. Uh, two fantasy hockey. I literally picked him up like 10 minutes before the game, just for the panel, <laughs> just for the penalty minutes. Cause it goes by categories. Yeah. So I was like, all right, Pim's category. He'll fucking rack up some penalty minutes. Fucking right. goes out there, scores a goal, and gets in a fight. I was and like, gets this in a is fight. fucking awesome. Let's go. <laughs> this is why I picked you up, Brendan Dillon. I'm going to drop you next week, but that's uh, all right. Uh, we love him, though. I mean, Sherry got an assist on that, too, so that was his first point as a cap as well. Um, he ranked seventh among left wings last year with 1.65 points per 60 minutes of five-on-five five play of guys that averaged 12 minutes or so. That but, yes, yeah, Sher- Sherry and Eller, man, It's <laughs> at this point, it's like we said, it's four to one. It's we're feeling pretty good. And then we get to the end of this period with less than a minute and a half left. And Tobias reader gets one in from cousins and McCabe. Was that cousins first NHL point. Do you know? Is that like, I believe so. Know that, but. Should Most be. Cause likely. he didn't, he didn't score. That was the first game of the season. Yeah. And he didn't get a point on that first goal. So there it is. Comes from the world juniors, gets an assist right away. First NHL Which game is what we said. We said that fourth line could be dangerous with uh, Dylan cousins on it. And that they have a very, very skilled fourth line between Skinner <laughs> and Dylan cousins. Are you fucking kidding me? Like that's, that's ridiculous. They said no grinders this year. Yep. Yeah. They said we're scoring every time we're on. We're, we have a chance to score every time we're on the ice and we don't give a fuck. Yeah. Even their yeah. big guy, Tage Thompson, like he's pretty skilled. Yeah. Tage Thompson's a beast. Low key. So the kickoff the third period, 20 seconds in, it becomes a one-goal game. Jake McCabe gets one assisted from Jack Eichel and Thompson. And like we said at this point, it's it gets kind of gets kind of sketchy here when they come out and pop one in that quick. I mean, they say first period or end of the period and start of the period goals are killer. We gave up an end of the period and start of the period goal to make it a one-goal game with a lot of hockey left in that third. Yeah, I mean, classic Caps hockey here, uh, just making it a close game, way uh, making it – Way more scarier than it should have been because it was a 4-1 game at, some, at one point. Kind of felt like this was a game from last season. I'm not going to lie, a little bit. Oh, I was just going to say I kind of would have liked Sam Sonoff to save this one. I didn't think it was that great of a shot. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I think everyone was in agreement that Sammy didn't play the best this game. Um, no. And it's, you know, I mean, he's young. Game one, he's it is what it is. Yeah, yeah he's mm-hmm. 23 years old. He's young. Um but, uh, I mean, they, they they hold out for the rest of the period. I mean, thank God uh, we still get away with two points. But, yeah, we cannot get into this habit of letting up a goal with one minute left and letting up a goal with first minute into the period. I mean, that's mm-hmm. just, they are just complete momentum killers. Yeah, they are. Big time, especially when it's back to back like that to literally get a team back in the game. I mean, luckily, 20 seconds later after that, they gave Jacob Rana a freebie to get yeah. us back up too. Uh, and then, like you said, we pushed through the whole period. Olsen gets one to make it a 5-4 game late. Uh, they end up pulling the goalie. They pushed a little bit, and then Garnet Hathaway. Who else? And it's a 6-4 to four win. And we're undefeated. Undefeated to start the season. Yeah. Did you see, Did you guys notice how hard Ovi was trying, though? He was, like, for an empty net goal there. I think he was out there for he was out there for a bit on the empty net at, at some point. And I was like, come on, come on, come on. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's like, listen to here, Uncle Pete. When we have empty nets, we put Ovi on the ice regardless. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. Been, that's been the fucking rule for years now. On the move, Taylor Hall. Zigzags into the attack zone. The Caps do the job to 
corral him defensively, and they'll pile off the bench. A 6-4 winner on opening night. Um, so back-to-back, like we're going to see a lot this season. Next night, Friday night, we did the Happy Hour Live show. We had a damn good time doing that with Steve Wozniak. It's on YouTube. You can go watch it. Go check it out. Um, so back-to-backs means new goalies each time. We're going to get these games. So Vitek Vanacek, he makes his NHL debut. debut. Um, and I thought he played well. He makes 30 saves in the win. It's a, it's a low-scoring game. It's now a 2-1 to one game. Instead of that 6-4 to four game, it was a scoreless first period. Vrana, again, in the second period, he gets us on the board and gets us up on the nothing. Um, that's two goals and two games for him. He's got 67 career goals and 67 career assists in his 247th game played. Jacob Vrana, baby. Just can't do it in the playoffs, but... Yeah, yeah, that was a, that was a nice shot and a really nice pass by Tom Wilson. I thought Tom Wilson said, "Well, he makes both of these goals completely happen in this Buffalo game. He is by far the best player in that game." Yeah, yeah. I mean, Tom Wilson's he's 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 playing on fire right now. I think he's our best player right now. Um, oh yeah. I think and I think most people would agree with that. Uh, and which pisses pretty much everyone who's not a Cavs fan that'll piss them off, and they'll ne- they'll never admit that he's actually a good player obviously, but uh, he's a top six forward here in Washington and everyone loves him and he's our best player right now. It's awesome. It's awesome. It's awesome as shit. So one, nothing. Uh, and then the third period starts. And again, it's the same shit. AB it's Rasmus. My new sticker. 30. Oh, nice. That's dope. That sticker. My Rasmus hey, hey, Ooh, congrats. Rasmus first <laughs> line gets on the board 31 seconds in and it's the same shit. AB it's, it's that momentum killer right at the beginning of a period. It's a one, one game with a lot of hockey left to play. Yeah, I mean, it's like that's why I kind of brought it up uh, the last game that we were talking about. I mean, we cannot get in this habit, and it looks like we're getting into this habit already. Mm-hmm. We're two games into this season. Um, Peter Laviolette, I mean, I'm pretty like every, I think everyone's known him as like kind of a hard ass coach. So hopefully he gets on top of that immediately. Uh, the first, like we have seen with him, uh, unlike Uncle Todd, he shifts, he'll, he'll change the lines quickly. Yeah, mm-hmm. which I like. He will. Um, so very like quickly. If, if something's not Double going shift, right, he'll play yeah, one guy it, at a time. He'll do. He'll do whatever. Mm-hmm. So and we've I, seen it. I, in, I what, like two of these three games already. We've seen it in two or three games already too. Wilson was involved in this goal too. Went off his yep. leg. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So Wilson. Yeah. Wilson gets the second goal of the game, giving us that two-one lead. He kind of comes down and he just gets a drop from Backstrom, and he he's got Obi flying off the bench, and Obi's just like hammering a stick. He's half cocked and ready to rock. With that one timer, and I'm kind of obviously thinking, like, obviously give the puck to Ovi. Like, what are you doing? Then he just rips one top shelf. And that goal was so nice. Like, that was a rip. Like, it was a snip. He snipped the top, short side, top right. Yeah, that was such a sick goal. Yeah, I mean, there's another another weapon of Wilson's. I mean, his his physicality, his shot, he's got some speed. He's got it all. Hall of Famer. Let's go. Hall of Famer. Good pick by me. <laughs> yeah, you had him in... I had him you last have him week. in this. That's right. You had him last week. So yeah, hell of a week by him. Hell of a week by Oshi for me. And the Caps are two and zero. That's a sweep in Buffalo. That's two of the eight games down with four total points. Vitek Vanacek's first win looked great. Towards the front of the goal, blocked. Darlene fakes it. Three seconds to go. Long slapper. Vanacek makes the save. Follow up chance. He's there as well. And appropriately enough, Vitek Vanacek. And, um, yeah, that's really all I got on the Buffalo stuff. So if you guys got anything else, we can throw it to Sam Pell. All right, we now welcome on a very awesome guest. She's in her second year on the Caps beat with the Washington Post. I'm sure you all follow her on Twitter, uh, but it's Samantha Pell. Samantha, how are you doing? 
Good. How about you guys? <laughs> we're good. We're good. So good. we just talked about it a second ago, but we noticed you're still traveling with the team this year. How's that been so far in the early go? And I guess how much media is actually traveling to the game? Is it a good bit of you guys or is it everybody but Tarek? They left his ass at home or how, how's, how's the media <laughs> traveling going? Yeah, so it's kind of interesting. Um, you know, with Tarek and the Athletic, they actually have a writer in each city. So it makes mm -hmm. it pretty easy for their coverage, right? They already have someone there. They can do quotes. Obviously, everyone's watching the games on TV. So I definitely get it from the athletic standpoint. Um, for the post standpoint, it's, hey, we have the financial means for us to travel still. We travel for NFL games. We travel for MLB games. So why not do it for hockey? Um, so yeah, I drove up. Um, obviously, did Buffalo. Now I'm going to do Pittsburgh. We'll probably drive to, you know, Philly, New York. So I think the Capitals kind of lucked out, at least for me, with their East Division because it's drivable to most places. Yeah. I think Boston's <laughs> probably the one that I'm like a little bit iffy on. Uh, we'll see about weather stuff. But yeah, overall, so far, so good. But not a lot of media traveling this year, no. <laughs> gotcha. Now, that must spread the press box out a bit, get your fair share of picks of the seat and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely interesting. I mean, I think arenas are going to be really different this year. So some are going to be up in the press box level where we sit but others are wide open. So we'll be actually be in the suites at Capital One Arena. So nice. we'll get like a sweet view of the game. Um, nice. No pun intended. So um, <laughs> yeah, no, it'll be interesting. Uh, I have what might be a dumb question, but I was just wondering what it's like actually just like being a beat reporter. Like how does the travel work? I know you're just talking that now you're driving from place to place, but like what's a day-to-day -day, like situation for you? Yeah, so day-to-day -day, I'm basically always doing something hockey related. You know, even when the Capitals have like their so-called days off when they're not at the rink. Um, we're usually writing daily stories. We're interviewing mm -hmm. people, other things. So I would say like, let's start with like a typical game day on the road. Um, so right now I'm in Pittsburgh. So let's say Tuesday morning, uh, the Capitals do a morning skate. So you'll have to be at the arena probably at Pittsburgh skates at 10, 15. The Caps probably skate at 1130. They're on the ice for half an hour. They get off. You talk to coach, you talk to players, you go home or to your hotel. You probably like eat lunch, take a nap, then <laughs> go back to the rink around I would say six o'clock for a seven o'clock game and you go ahead, cover the story or cover the game, write your story and then get out and you go ahead and do it the next day. Um, so it's pretty back and forth. You're always traveling. I think when we were in normal, not Corona, there'd always be flights at like 6am where you would leave the city the next day um, after a night game. So definitely travel all the time. Definitely always working, but um, super lucky for what I do. <laughs> um, is it more tiring doing that or tweeting out every single thing that happens during a Caps game? <laughs> Um, probably both. I think I'm trying to get better at tweeting and writing, but I think like everyone knows, like once it's the third period, I'm like gone off of Twitter. Um, I'll like do the important things, but like, I need to finish my story. We need a file at the buzzer, um, so that our editors actually have something to put in the newspaper right. the next day. And then we can go ahead and rewrite it and make it pretty and put quotes in, you know, later on. But yeah, it's definitely kind of crazy. Definitely trying to manage both at the same time, but I guess it just takes practice. <laughs> Love it. So Tuesday, if you're listening, Sunday night as we record Caps Pins wrapped up this morning. Uh, we'll get this out of the way first. It was an OT game and you fucking hate those. Clearly, <laughs> we know you hate them. What's what's the, I mean, even if you check your tweets today, you gave you gave it the nine one fucking one tweet. So, I mean, what is it that you hate so much about OT? Is it like trying to get that paper done and written kind of having to go yeah. back and rewrite some stuff or what's what's all that about? Yeah, you know what? I think it was just the Capitals had so many overtime games in my first season last year that I think honestly, after their first overtime game, I just like didn't know it ended. I was like, oh, cool. Like we're done. Like that was it. Three on three. Okay. Oh, okay, great. Um, I think ever since after that, there was just, there were so many. I think there were like upwards of like 12 to 15 overtime games last season. 
Um, and I just think for me, yeah, it was just filing on deadline, making sure I had stuff while also like watching the game. Um, so you're watching the game, you're tweeting and you're writing a story all at the same mm-hmm. time while people next to you in the press box are asking things. So it's everything at once, I think coming together. Um, but like, honestly, all in all, like I love overtime. Like, I think it's fun to watch. Yeah. Like who doesn't like to watch a three on three? Who doesn't like to watch Ovechkin? Well, when you're the oldest team in the lead, it's yeah, yeah it's exhausting. <laughs> yeah. You know, like it's interesting. It's fun. It's going to be, I don't know, kind of weird this year, but yeah, yeah. overall it's, it's a love hate. <laughs> sure. So sticking to the game today, kind of what stuck out to you in terms of what went right for us uh, and then kind of what went wrong, what could have been improved in terms of maybe individual standpoints or the game as a whole, like what was working for the Caps, what wasn't today? Yeah, I really love Tom Wilson's game. I think everyone's yeah. always talked about him for the last three nights or whenever yeah. it was a day game. Um, but I think Tom Wilson's just such a good player and he's probably underrated outside of Washington. I think a lot of people maybe talk about him in Washington, probably in Pittsburgh, um, but not really across the country. And I just think, you know, him being on the top line with Ovechkin and Kuznetsov for so long really helped him. And now he's obviously in a different role, but I thought his overall game was great. Um, you could kind of hear the Pittsburgh bench screaming uh, when he was coming over. And it was crazy because you could hear it actually in the arena because there's no fans there. Mm-hmm. So it was like very clear as day. I could hear in the press box. So I don't know why he couldn't hear it on the ice. Um, but yeah, I think he stood out great. Um, I think overall tendencies were just breakdowns. It was basically self-inflicted wounds. It looked like the Capitals kind of reverted back to what they were doing under Todd Rudin's system for the last two years. Oh, just wasn't connecting. Um, <laughs> obviously, Todd was on the bench today for Pittsburgh. But um, yeah, I mean, overall, I think they can fix all the things that they messed up on. It's just that consistency and that effort and putting together three solid periods, which they really struggled with last year. And Backstrom kind of said it after the game today. He was like, yeah, we were like, okay, in the first, we like really sucked in the second and then like, all right, in the third again. So yeah. up and down. Yeah. It, it did feel like a game from last year where we would get the lead and then like two minutes later, they tied the game up. It, it felt like that happened all last year. Yeah, it was, oh, I was there. It was definitely a back and forth. It definitely felt like last year's team, even with all the new faces. Yep. I mean, I guess people do talk about Tom Wilson from a league-wide standpoint, which is never positive. My yeah, roommates say they hate him. Unless you're yeah. us, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah and we, have, we, we have certain fans that will, like, they go the exact opposite where they're like, he should be in the Hall of Fame. And then you have, like, other fans who are just like, no, this guy should be out of the league. He shouldn't He shouldn't be able to play ever again. Yeah, I feel like that's the general consensus from people on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's still a young season. We're three games in now, 2-0-1. I mean, what did you see kind of – was there a big, big of a change uh, coming from Buffalo to Pittsburgh in, teams, uh, in terms of the things maybe the team tightened up a little bit or Uncle Pete, as we call him, kind of switched up, changed around? I mean, we saw that one line change uh, with Sprong and Sherry. But besides that, what have you seen so far, I guess, in the first three games as a whole, as a whole that has stuck out, that has worked out or hasn't? Yeah. Yeah, I would say I, overall, I think the system works. Like, I think what Laviolette brought to the team was really smart. I think the neutral zone, you're playing really well in it. Obviously, today, there was a lot more breakdowns in the first two games, but just the offensive zone time, the way they're kind of working out time on the ice and spacing mm-hmm. and figuring out where to find the open man. I think the power play tonight was way better. Just that Kuznetsov feed to Backstrom on the back door was great. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think that was a Kuznetsov flash of, you know, 2018 Kuznetsov then obviously he has some penalties later on not really great but I think that was the flash of okay maybe he is going to show up um this year so I think a lot of good things for the Capitals I think their system works um their defense I think maybe not so much right now 
Um, again, just a lot of breakdowns, but overall, I mean, Laviola really likes Chara and Jensen and that pairing. So I think they're going to awesome. stick with that for a bit. <laughs> yeah. I think one of my favorite things so far is how we, get, how we can activate that weak side wing that we're seeing it when they're trying to wrap it and break it down on us. And we're just cutting down that wing instead of <clears throat> that offside D just like starting to get a jump start in the neutral zone to play D, but that's just me. What you got, Ben? Uh, I was just wondering what looks different this year, like in a positive way, about this year's team compared to last year's team. Like if you've noticed any changes that seem more positive for the team. I think initially it's, it sounds so cliche, but the buy-in from the guys, mm -hmm. like just in the postseason when you watch their game, I felt like I was in the bubble. I was watching them and I was like, they kind of just look slow. They don't look into it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And then fast forward One to the season. To yeah. You know, they <laughs> checked out is another word. Nice zero, zero um, intensity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then you flash forward to now and it seems like they're all engaged they're all having fun I mean I don't know even with like the loss today they still got a point they still salvaged something um so I think overall that's probably the biggest standout and then just how aggressive they want to play I think is really different I mean the Caps talked a lot about playing aggressive and playing physical and fast last year but I feel like it's more so you can tell this year I think Brendan Dillon's been pretty good all around I didn't notice him yeah. a lot today to be honest but definitely in the first two games like he always caught my eye um, so I think it'll be really interesting moving forward just to see how he's used and maybe if he gets put up with, you know, Carlson again, mix things up. So are we just going to take like five penalties a game for the rest of our lives? Like what's happening there? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I guess with so. that new coach, new kind of fixing, but that it's still the same shit. Yeah. yeah so it, that's not a coaching problem, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I think it's, it's definitely a player thing. I mean, it's yeah. laziness. It's sick penalties. It's not mm -hmm. hustling. It's just, tripping I don't know tripping when it's not actually a tripping call so I think there's a mix of all things but I know Laviolette I'm pretty sure when he was with Nashville some of his teams actually led the league in penalties but they oh, actually great. finished on the top <laughs> so like he has a philosophy of you know sometimes you need to take penalties to take penalties but other times like it's just sloppiness and he, I think he's really felt like the last couple games like it's, it's been sloppiness um, yeah. yeah they might be in the box for the rest of our lives but you know. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I mean that I mean, luckily we were playing against that Todd Reardon power play today, so 0 for five yeah. of them. But um <laughs> so I got an interesting question here. I'm a big press box guy. So I did PR kind of coming up. I used to work for West Virginia Athletics, I did the UFC, I did the Washington football team, and I've always been fascinated with press box. So I'm curious, uh, what are your kind of favorite and least favorite press boxes in the NHL? Ooh. Um, Whether it's like who's got a good buffet maybe at, at yeah. intermission here. So Buffalo used to have the best buffet in the league. Um, it was like a, it was crazy. It was every single type of food you could ever ask for on a buffet for both intermissions. So it was like sushi to Tim Hortons coffee to like cake to like burgers to like pizza and hot dogs. Um, so that was like, that was probably Music insane. Yeah, it was a great press box. I would say. No salads in Buffalo? Yeah, no salads in Buffalo, apparently. <laughs> Just sushi. But yeah, I would say Calgary's is one of the coolest from a visual standpoint. You have to walk on a catwalk to actually get to the press box and you're mm -hmm. hanging from the rafters. So when the building, like when they score or something, the building shakes, the rafters actually like swing, um, oh which is cool yeah. and bad at the same time. I remember my first time, it was a terrifying experience. And the second yeah. time I was like, this is awesome. Um, but yeah, those are probably the ones that stand out. I mean, Toronto's is great. Like, yeah. it's just a really cool rink to be in. I'm terrified of fights. So if they maybe go up to Calgary, I'd be like, no, nah, I'm skipping those games. I'm not uh, doing that. A lot of people are like, yeah, nah, like I'm not going to do it. But. Yeah, it's kind of wild. And I guess to follow that up, who are some people that you've met in press boxes? Maybe that kind of shocked you. You were there. I mean, I remember one time at a West Virginia Towson game, I met Joe V. 
And one of our press boxes was like, why the hell are you here, dude? He's like, oh, I'm scouting for like West Virginia, Maryland in four weeks. I was like, oh, interesting. So there's some people, some maybe some big time people you've met that you've kind of like, oh, I need to go out of my way to talk to this person, maybe try to get some advice or anything like that. Um, I'm trying to think. I feel like not off the top of my head, but like being able to interact with like a John Walton or a Joe B or a yeah. Craig Lachlan or all of those guys, like they used to travel on the road all the time. So I was always, I'd go out to dinner with those guys whenever we were on the road, just like hang out. We did like a Napa trip. We went to wineries last year all together. So like, I think those are kind of fun aspects just to like mm-hmm. kind of pick their brains and vice versa when they need stuff from me. Um, I think overall just meeting all the other beat writers from all the other cities have been one of my favorite parts, I think. Um, especially being like a woman in the sport, it's been really cool to see other women beat riders mm-hmm. like Sarah McClellan up at, um, she covers the Minnesota Wild. We both went to Arizona State. She was actually my mentor when I was in college. Now it's kind of funny that we're both doing nice. hockey beats. Um, but I would say those people are really fun. I think it's always cool to see the other beat riders in different cities and see how they do things, you know, see your team because maybe you're missing something that they see or vice versa. Um, so yeah, that's been cool. Do you want to back what Rob Carlin and Tarek have told us about how big of a snob, wine snob Joby is? Oh, very like, big. Like, uh, very weirdly big. obsessed. Just like the craziest yes. dude when it comes to it. Yeah, he loves wine, but like, I love him for that because he was like, let's go on a Napa trip. And I was like, I'm down. And he set up the whole thing and got to go on a wine tour. So I was I'm not, not going to do that. So. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I love I'm, I'm there. <laughs> Uh, turning it back to the Caps, I was just wondering, um, he's always been good, but what the hell happened with John Carlson last year? Like, why did he just explode? <laughs> like, yeah. was there something <laughs> behind that? Or Yeah, that's a good question. I think I think it was sort of the beginning of last year, just being like, okay, John Carlson actually like, feels like he can kind of get things going, and he was off to a really good start. Um, but a lot of people told me they think it was the A. Like, I think the A was a lot of validation okay. for John. When Brooks left, it was kind of, okay, whose team really is this on the blue line? And everyone turned to John. And I think he's all, he's always been a leader. He's always been one to, you know, raise his voice and step up in the room. But I think having the validation, having the confirmation was good for him. And I think he'll probably always maybe deny that a little bit because, you know, we'll talk about the Norris Trophy, how it's not that big of a deal that he lost mm-hmm. or it's not that big of a deal that he doesn't get all these eventual individual accomplishments mm-hmm. and he wants what's best for the team. But I do think there is something there with players. You look at like a Jacob Verona, he like, runs on confidence if he's high he's high if he's low he's low um i think with john it's just okay i'm the leader i'm the one who can get you know get involved and he was just feeling it so yeah i don't know maybe it was something special in the off season but overall i think it was information well and i think to bounce off that a little bit like the very beginning of that season i mean our power play was really hot i mean it died down throughout the rest of the season and he was just running points on that power play it sound it yeah. felt like yeah. like he was just getting it an assist or two assists tonight. Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of people, maybe that's why they kind of knocked him a little bit in the Norris was like, oh, well, you have an Ovechkin to feed to all the time on the power play. But, yeah, but you know, yeah. actually it wasn't all that, but you're right. Like in the beginning, it maybe a little bit was, but as the season yeah. went on, it was, I can create my own things. I can go and score breakaway goals. Um, so yeah, overall great season. I don't think we're seeing that this year, um, but pro- yeah. probably decent numbers. Oh, like 65 points. Yeah, you know, like so to kind of counter been there <clears throat> talking about a guy going upwards. I want to talk about a guy going downwards seemingly since 2018, and that's Kuz. We brought him up earlier. I mean, we haven't seen him reach that kind of potential since that cup run. And I, I know this season's an early season. We're only three games in, and you can't really look into a lot of stuff, but it's like 
it's it's something's not there in a way like even today it seemed like he was forcing a lot there's three there's three or four opportunities where he carried that puck in was able to cleanly cut across the cut across the slot jesus spit it out um and then, instead of like taking instead of taking that shot he's kind of forcing it down low or trying to force it to the guy you know hitting that backside right there and it's just like kind of wanting to have start having a shoot first mentality but i mean kind of what's i mean i know you don't have all the magical answers here but <laughs> yeah but like what's up we haven't seen it's just something we haven't seen like him kind of play that game we need him to play to be successful yeah it's been super interesting i think you know I saw Kuznetsov kind of do that play there in the game, and I immediately like slacked one of my friends, being like, "Yeah, he should have shot that." And one yeah. of my other friends texted me at the same time, being like, "What is he doing?" The thing, the thing is, is everyone sees it, and everyone can point to the spots where he should shoot or he should do better, and he's not. And I don't know, I don't have the answer to why he doesn't. Um, yeah. I think a lot of the times Kuznetsov is very up and down, just in and out engagement wise. Um, I think, you know, even their general manager, Brian McClellan, kind of said so himself a couple of weeks ago to us. He said, you know, he's the key to our season, basically. Um, you know, he's in and out sometimes, but when he's on and he's engaged and he's skating, he's one of the best players on the ice. Um, how yeah. do you get him to do that every single night? I think a lot of that's going to go on Laviolette, to be honest. Um, how much can he really get out of him? Can he build the trust and relationship with him that's going to push Kuzi? Or maybe does Kuzi not like his coaching style and it backfires? So I think Laviolette was brought in to hold players like Kuznetsov really accountable and make sure that he understands his role in the team. I mean, he's a leader. He can't just kind of sit back and watch anymore. Mm -hmm. um, if he wants another cup, he's going to have to go out and get it. So I think for him, I think it is all about the mentality and the engagement. I don't think it's a confidence thing. I think that's very different. I think this is a, okay, how do I want to play and do I want to do it tonight um, or do I not? <laughs> That's, that's interesting you say that because I was about to say the opposite or ask about it. Is it a confidence thing? Because I kind of feel like like him and Vrana are similar in that they're so up and down. So I, I And you said for Vrana it's a confidence thing, so I assume for Kuzi it might be a confidence thing too, but you obviously say think differently. Yeah, I, I just think personally with Vrana, he's more of a confidence. He's very emotional. He'll say so himself when you know he's upset about something. He's going to be upset. <laughs> Um, when he's happy, he's definitely going to tell you that he's really happy. I think with Kuznetsov, he's he's straight shooting, he's honest, he's straightforward, but he's never, I don't think he's ever lacked confidence. I've never heard yeah. Kuznetsov say no. ever that like I'm down or I'm That's low. True. It's always a sniffy response or straight up honest. Mm -hmm. So I think they're very different people, but obviously, I mean, who knows? It's probably a mix of everything. <laughs> yeah. So uh, transitioning from like the main pieces of the Capitals roster, I wanted to ask you about how the new guys on the roster have fit in, not just on the ice, but off the ice from what you've seen, how well they've been able to fit in. Yeah, I think they fit in pretty well. I think, you know, Char is a guy that he comes in and obviously he's such a yeah. big presence. He's a longtime captain. Like, how do you add another guy in the room like that with an Alex Ovechkin, with a Nicholas Backstrom, a John Carlson? So I think my big standout thing has been you have so many leaders in a room. How do you control that? And I think so far it's been great. I mean, it seems like there's been no animosity on or off the ice. It's okay. We're all pulling one rope. We're all doing the same thing. We all have the same goal. So I think overall it's been pretty good. Um, I think Justin Schultz, you know, I think he's also another ad Connor Sherry. I feel like on the ice, everyone's been getting along. I really don't know what they're doing off the ice. I'm assuming they're all getting along, um, but it's a good question. I, I guess so. I should yeah, ask. I, I, I would hope so. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, usually McClellan brings in guys that are good room guys. He's not yeah. going to bring in a guy that's going to mess up the room because he knows how tight they are already. So why mess mm -hmm. up a good thing? That sounds really cliche, but I know that McClellan takes like 
character into consideration a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's 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 kind of interesting. The Char thing was a big debate between us at the beginning of the season because it's like, all right, like is this a guy we're gonna bring in that's gonna play like 10 to 15 games? As in, like, say if Seekenthaler gets hurt and needs to, we need Char to come in or like only plays back to backs or anything like that. But hell, he's averaging. He's obviously played all three games. He's averaging what, like 20 minutes a night yeah, already? Like that's that's insane. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think Laviolette, we asked him this morning about Chara and he was like, I think someone asked if they were gonna manage his workload or something like that, coming off a of back-to-back. And he was like, Oh, we gave him an off day yesterday. Like the whole team had no practice. So like that's an off day. He doesn't need anything more than that. Um, and basically just because he's in such good shape for 43, he's so hardworking. He knew that he wanted to come back to hockey, he didn't want to go back to Boston in a reserve role. He wanted to come to Washington and, okay, I'm going to play every night role. And I think it's going to work so far. I mean, maybe down the line when the back-to-backs do catch up to him, maybe they do give him, you know, a breather. You bring a Seekenthaler in who's already played big minutes for this team. Um, and I think Chara's, you know, not going to be upset if he needs to take a night off or something like that. I think he's yeah. an adult. He knows the situation. He's more than an adult, yeah. Yeah, like <laughs> at, this point. at this point, he knows yeah. the drill, so – I think overall, I've been really impressed with just how many minutes he actually has played. Um, I think overall, you know, Laviolette said he really liked the Chara Jensen pairing in Buffalo uh, on Friday. So mm-hmm. who knows? But yeah, looking good moving forward. Maybe you got anything? Well, I was just going to kind of bounce off that. Like you like you said, he loves that Jensen uh, Chara pairing. And I do too. I think it's been the best pairing that we've Great. seen so far. I know we're only three games into the season, but I mean, I think. I kind of was against like we we kind of had a bet on it. like I think what was the over under that we chose for his like season games played was like, it like fifteen at first yeah, like we got to like twenty five yeah yeah so we were just I was like I think we'll get over that I thought I was thinking he'd get like thirty games this year it looks like he's gonna play like fifty five <laughs> literally I mean as long as Star can keep on skating and doesn't have any like major mental errors I don't mm-hmm. see why he shouldn't not be in the lineup yeah yeah I, I agree at this point I, like like I said I, I think they're the best pairing so yeah uh, Jensen's been good. Love it. so last kind of caps questions here here real quick before we switch gears and kind of let you pump your tires a bit on your career as a media member and all that stuff but um talk about the VTech Sammy uh situation here I mean we've seen Vitek's game was obviously awesome he stops 30 shots. He lets one goal in. It's a great start. Sammy has been, <clears throat> we're not going to talk here about the goal bad. today, <laughs> but he's, 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 he's had yeah. flashes and these flashes come in the same game. Like today, he's got the sprawling crouching tiger save where he kicks it out. He's got the dumb mental lapse today as well, too. But at times we, and we saw it last year too. He's, he's a guy that likes to kind of get out and running outside of that crease. I mean, uh, kind of talk about that tandem uh, real quick. Yeah, I think first off, like watching Samsonov kind of stresses me out sometimes Um, just because he is all over. And, you know, in Russia, a lot of the Russian goalies use their body a lot. They use a lot of movement. They like to flail. They like to be on their knees. They like to go out and stop pucks. And I think in North America, more teams are trying to get their goalies to stay, you know, to hold their edges, to stand tall. And I think Samsonov is trying to do that. And he's been learning and, you know, going through those motions. But I think the natural instinct kind of kicks in there. Yeah. Um, where you see him kind of maybe reverting back to what he was learning when he was growing up. So yep. yeah, it kind of stresses me out watching him play every single time. Uh, but I think overall the tandems, the tandem I think is pretty solid. I think obviously you would want a veteran guy maybe with more games there, but I think the organization really felt comfortable going into the year with Sammy and VTech. So they just want to give them a shot. I mean, you can't give these kids experience without letting them have experience. 
Um, so yeah, I think Vanacek was really impressive. I don't think anyone thought that he would go out and make 30 saves on a night, some really, really good saves that were really tough. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see the split. I think a lot of people were thinking maybe like 70, 30, um, in terms of percentages. And now I'm like, maybe it's a little bit more even, I don't know. Yeah, for sure. So well, like we said, uh, kind of go ahead, AB. I was going to say, uh, I have a super bold prediction. Okay. Hot uh, takes. Is Van? I think Vanacek may end up being the number one goalie at one point in the season. Is does anyone disagree with that? Oh, uh, um, for a stretch, it, it, for a stretch at least. Because I, I don't know. I just like this game. Like I'm. This is obviously the overreacting Caps fan right now. So, against Buffalo. Uh, but against like Buffalo. I was thinking, like <laughs> it's Buffalo too. Yeah, it is Buffalo too. But I mean, he Buffalo outplayed the shit out of us in that game. They did. Like honestly, like let's like he he put up thirty saves. He looked really good. Again, it's his first game. Sammy kind of did the same thing where he won eleven games in a row. I think a lot of it had to do with luck. I mean, obviously a lot of it was skill, but a lot of it was luck too. Um, and like you said, like he just Sammy just feels like a very like a risk taking goalie. I don't even know if you like they are risk taking goalies, but he just feels like like you said he's kind of all over the place a lot. And I just like Vanacek's game a lot more if he he felt a little more under control. Yeah, Vanacek looked, I think we were talking about it in this group chat. He was looking more comfortable in that really early. He just seemed like very natural. He was calm. But yeah. then again, he's also has two years over Samsonov. I mean, he's older. So I think mm -hmm. he should actually be more comfortable and calm in that. Obviously, a yeah. two-time all-star in Hershey. So, you know, maybe he could become the number one starter. But I think I think it's still Samsonov. You ride him out to the end, and then you see how it goes in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Love it. Playoffs. Love it. If there's a playoffs. Yeah, we'll see. Um, so kind of <laughs> switching gears here. How'd you get your start in sports journalism? Kind of what was it that made you want to, you know, get into writing? Because everybody likes grows up watching sports and like, oh, I could be a sports, right? It's like, no, that's not how it works. It's not how it works. Not that easy. Yeah. But you know, what got your start into it? And then kind of take us through, you know, obviously you went to ASU, you went to the Cronkite School of Media and all that good stuff. Yeah, I think for me, it was like the cliche of like, oh, I loved watching sports with my dad. Um mm -hmm. My dad tells a story every single time this comes up that he's like, oh yeah, I used to like yell at the TV a lot and I used to want you to like be quiet. So I told you to like write about it instead of yelling at it. Huh, so like I just started writing and like um, started like a blog, started writing for my high school newspaper and then just like kind of went up from there. Um, but definitely knew really early on that I liked sports. I liked writing. I was not good at math or science or anything else. So I figured this was my lane and I might as well same. stick with yeah, it. Same. Um, so I stuck with it and yeah, I went to college. Know the feeling. <laughs> journalism, so it's fine. <laughs> um, speaking of college, I was just wondering if you still follow the Sun Devils hockey program. And if so, you want to talk about how far it's come in the last few years because it's really grown as a program. Yeah, so it's really funny. So when I was in college, they actually didn't have the hockey program. I think they started, like one of my friends wrote a thesis about why ASU should have a hockey team. Mm -hmm. Did they, they pitch got, it to the school? And they pitched <laughs> it to the school, his whole entire thesis, and they got a hockey team. I think that was like my junior or senior, I think it was my senior year. Um, so yeah, I really didn't experience hockey at ASU when I was there, but like just seeing it and seeing how far it's come, I think it's been awesome. I think um, their jerseys are one of the best I've well, seen. They're so no, nice. they're so sick. So, so sick. nice. Um, I, I think they're great. I think the college really loves them. I think they support them. So it's been really fun. I would love to go to a game, but yeah, it's been awesome. Yeah, it's a little different. I mean, you can like go to like the normal like BU, BC, up in Boston in the winter. It's colder. You can like come to now D1, Arizona State. We got pools. We got girls. We got <laughs> nice weather say. year round. It's just kind of like I think they're gonna Mario Lemieux's son goes there. Like yeah. Austin Matthews 
Yeah. Yeah, that's huge yeah. for them. I, I think they're going to recruit very, very well down there. Yeah, the Johnny Walker's a stud. Uh, yeah. So kind of Johnny what's, Walker's like 30. Yeah, right. So <laughs> what's true. kind of the toughest thing uh, for you coming up as like a sports journalist? And what, what kind of the, some tough things you went through trying to kind of get to where you are now? Um, that's a good question. <laughs> Probably it's honestly like just building resources and building trust and networking yeah. and making sure that you're on the right path or you're on the right path to an organization organization that you want to be in. I think for me, I got really lucky and I was an intern with the post right out of college. So I had like a really good way to get my foot in the door and just be there, you know, up front. I think it's harder and you kind of have to work around things. And you yeah. have to spend a lot of years, you know, working for smaller papers. So honestly, I just got really lucky. Um, I got here right from the get go. I went to the Dallas morning news and I covered high school football there for three months. Um, and then I came back to the post to cover high school sports, eventually got promoted to do the NHL. I actually never watched hockey until like two years ago, two and a half. Yeah, I was gonna years say, ago. have you always been like a hockey fan, or is this no, that just start once you got to DC? Me. Zero hockey. So I okay. just started. Yeah, I just started when I worked at the Post, and one of my best friends, Isabel, covered um, the yeah. Capitals, and so I used to tag along with her to like skates and stuff like that. And whenever we were out, we would like always talk about it at the bar. Um, so yeah, yeah I mean, why not? Best way to do it. A couple yeah, drinks. So, and... Yeah, it's so a I tough game to learn. <laughs> it's really it's hard. Game to learn. It's really hard, but yeah, I mean, I loved it. it. Now, obviously, it's my favorite sport, and I'll always watch it, even when it's not a Capitals game. So that's my life. Love it. So you didn't come in with like an allegiance to some other team in the NHL, no. and now you're covering the Caps. Yeah, no team. I'm from Seattle, so I mean, maybe now like <laughs> the Kraken's going to be interesting. But yeah, I have no <laughs> hockey knowledge. <laughs> that's great. So we'll finish it up with this. We'll, we'll throw a couple rapid fire questions your way, and uh, we really appreciate the time. But Ben, you want to go ahead and kick it off? Yeah, I was just wondering who the funniest player you have to deal with is. <laughs> uh, Kuznetsov. I was yeah, going to say Kuznetsov. One of the Russians, yeah. It's, the answer is one of the Russians every Verana. time. Um, they're both hilarious. Samsonov's actually really funny when he speaks English. <laughs> Love it. And then, so from kind of the same type of question, but from your standpoint, who are some guys that are super easy to work with? Like win or lose, bad game, good game. They're always willing to talk to the media, give out good thoughtful answers, not just like the short stuff and <laughs> – that type of thing. Yeah, Tom Wilson, Lars Eller, um, Nicholas Backstrom, TJ Oshie. But Tom Wilson's like a 100% will always say whatever you want. Um, will always be there after a win or loss. Lars Eller is mm -hmm. very analytical with stuff. So he'll break stuff down even when they lose and say, this is what went wrong. And this is what we have Love to do it. better. <laughs> yeah, Love as it. much as like everyone says how much of a scumbag Wilson is, I feel like he's actually like a super classy guy. Mm -hmm. Honestly, one of the most respectful, nice human beings I've ever met. And I'll say yeah. that over and over and over again, mm -hmm. um, just because I think he gets so much bad rap for what he does on the ice. But I mean, even on the ice, like, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, yeah. We're over the, we're over the nonsense. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, and uh, you don't need to use any names here, but what's the craziest encounter you've ever seen while behind the scenes at an NHL arena? Absolutely. Absolutely. You need to use yeah, names. But please use names. <laughs> like, Craziest encounter? How? Like, um, just like wild, like you. You're, you were you like kind of like what, what the fuck is going yeah, on? Yeah, exactly. Maybe like, like a Tortorella moment. You, you caught yourself in some kind of crazy situation. Who knows? Oh God, I don't. Know. I've been in some crazy stuff when I was like behind the scenes, like UFC, like where I was like I thought I was gonna get hit in the face a couple times. And I was just like, yeah, I probably shouldn't be here. This is kind <laughs> of a weird situation between McGregor and this guy, but yeah, maybe something kind of like wow, I'm gonna not forget this. Yeah, I, um, you know. I don't know if I've had any like crazy, like this is really dumb or like I'm going to get in trouble moments. I think like 
one of the funniest moments was we were in, I think we were in the locker room in the Staples Center and they're playing the Kings and it was after a game, I think the Capitals won or something. And I think it was like taking, we were in the locker room and it was kind of taking a long time for like guys to come out mm-hmm. and we were just waiting around and all of a sudden like TJ Oshie, like I think you're supposed to get Oshie, but he's like walking out with like a box of pizza with like a pizza slice like stuffed in his mouth. And I think some PR guy said, hey, like you need to talk to the media right now. Like <laughs> you scored, like you need to talk. And he was like, no, 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 like I'm eating pizza. Like can't like me do it. So like Verona starts talking about it and like TJ joins in as he's still like shoving pizza in his mouth. Um, I think like that was probably like one of the moments that stood out for me of just like, this is nuts. Like, what are we doing? We're like standing here waiting to talk to guys as they're like Mm -hmm. shoving pizza in their mouth in the Staples Center in Los Angeles. Um, Just let me chill, bro. (laughs) Yeah, I just eat my food. Like I just played a game. Like y'all just like sat in the press box. but yeah, those are probably some of the weirdest. I, I guess like at the garden, Kendall Jenner was there once. And so I remember walking Pumping elbows down. with her, like ooh. Yeah, just chilling. But no, I like I like walked down to go interview guys after the game and her like black Hummer was just like chilling in the garden. Like that was her parking spot. Um, got your face nice. dug into a tweet and like run into her. You're like, oh shit, my bad. Yeah, I was like, I'm so sorry. But I think that, yeah, that was one of the moments where I was like, oh yeah, celebrities, cool, just like us. Nice. <laughs> and then la- last one we got here, kind of similar to the press box one, but what are your favorite cities to go to? Because I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure like after some road games, you guys, you guys go out fired up a bit after the games, yeah, get some dinner, you know. get some drinks. What are, what are some fun cities you like, you enjoy going to? Um, I love Vancouver. It's being from Seattle. Yes. That's like the unanimous, there. I feel like I hear a lot. <laughs> yeah, I would say Vancouver, Toronto, Montreal is great. Nashville was I went for the first time last year on their road trip. Surprisingly, really loved it. Um, yeah, I would say those are the main ones. I think New York is really fun when it's like out and about. Um, you're like hopping from place to place. But definitely all the Canadian cities are so cool. Um, definitely would recommend. <laughs> have, you, have you had any uh, John Tortorella moments where they were just a complete asshole to you when you like ask a question or anything? <laughs> Uh, that's you, that one you don't have to say names, but okay, there you go. <laughs> so, he, know, he knows that he's done it. So, but not not that bad. I mean, he's not. It, it's just very sniffy, or it's a. I think I had asked him once about like he did his bird celebration or something, and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, like did you do your like I asked a question instead of being like I saw you do this. Why'd you do this? Yeah. But I said like, oh, did you? And he was like, he, he's like, weren't you there? Like you yeah, saw like, it, right? You were watching. <laughs> yeah, like you're watching, but like he's one of the guys who is very kind of. Again, honest, straightforward, witty, mm-hmm. but like that's his and that's for his personality. <laughs> Love it. Well, that's all we got for you, Sam. We appreciate you coming on. Like we tell our buddy Tarek and the other guys, now that you've come on, you have to come on whenever we ask. You're kind of locked in now. You're stuck with us. <laughs> okay, but, um, but, but seriously, we appreciate you coming on and um, all the best this season. We're obviously retweeting you all the time and all that good stuff and appreciate the time from you. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, guys. This is fun. All right, thanks again to Sam Pell for coming on. That's kind of a that's kind of crazy. She's got to rent a car and drive to and fro every single road game this year. I yeah, mean, I was a, not expecting that. I was I not expecting might, that at all. Thought they might cover her on those. Yeah, that fucking sucks to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they're covering her, but like, just like the driving thing sucks because it's like with all these back to backs and everything, it's like, hey, drive to Buffalo, and then you're gonna go straight to Pittsburgh. You're gonna be on the road for like two weeks, and you can pop on back for a couple games, and then oh, you gotta drive up to Boston this that and the other and she's like fuck me like i'd i'd get on a plane i wouldn't care yeah okay yeah, she i i missed that Did she, she's not allowed to get on a plane at all i don't know if she was allowed or didn't want to okay okay because I, right. I was gonna say what the fuck is she gonna do when they 
<laughs> when they play Van- oh wait i guess they don't fuck now they don't, I'm just that's, that's, yeah. yeah they, they don't play anybody she's not driving yeah, to vancouver or vegas yeah. vegas would be a wild drive though yeah i was just like how the fuck is he gonna do that oh shit they're not playing them so i guess that makes sense <laughs> still love like it. i would so, definitely fly to, i would definitely fly to boston yeah I would get tired. Well, I'd probably start flying everywhere come like mid February. Like, yeah, fuck, exactly. Dude, I'd make like, like a, yeah, I'd make like a couple drives, and then I'd just be like, no, 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 yeah. no more of this. <laughs> I've listened to all the chirping DMV I can. Yeah. <laughs> nice it. plug there. Nice like plug that? there. Yeah. All right. So last game Sunday, like we said tonight, game two versus Pittsburgh. Uh, with the Caps get try to get even, but Sunday afternoon the noon game sucked, man. It wasn't a Kuzi like two years ago. Was talking about how much he hated him and how hard it is on the team. Yep, I believe it I, was Kuzi. Yeah, I mean he hates him, but I I love it. I, like wake up there's noon hockey. I'm like fuck yeah, yeah let's go. go. Drink a little, watch yeah, yeah, hockey. Was, the game's over by three thirty. I'm like what the fuck else am I gonna do? It's an it's now? an NBC game. I love the NBC games. But... Yeah, NBC games. Washington Pittsburgh are the best. Yeah, mm-hmm. but apparently Crosby hates him. I'm like fuck. Crosby Cousy, you name it. Um, so Evan Rodriguez, he gets the pins on the board 19 seconds in, kind of a fucking weird one. It goes off his skate, and this is another random guy that is found in the slums of whoever knows where in the league. They he gets put on Crosby's line, he's gonna have 55 points this year, and it's one nothing. The pins are off and running early on us. Yeah, um, like we said, Rodriguez, it doesn't matter who you play on that wing, they're gonna score goals with Sidney Crosby. And Evan Rodriguez, I think, was uh not a not like a super known prospect, but I think he came from Buffalo. Yeah, and, I think you're right. And I think he played pretty well. I think at one point they were like, this this Rodriguez kid is like one of their best players besides Jack Eichel. But, yeah, he, he was in the Connor Sherry trade. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, I mean, it's a little addition for uh, for Pittsburgh there. I mean, we'll, we'll see how that, that works out, how many goals he scores this year. Yeah, it's an upsetting goal because, like, I don't know what you can do about it other than, like, it just like went off his skate, like yeah, off. yeah, yeah. A lot of fucking weird goals in this game. So Nick Dowd, about twelve minutes later, he gets us on the board, not knowingly. I mean, kind of. It's fourth line grind. Fourth line grind has been great so far. I'm liking Hagelin down on that fourth line. Um, but yeah, Nick Dowd gets us on the board with his first of the season. Puck literally just kind of trickles in, comes back out, and it's stopped, reviewed, and it's a one-one game. Yep, fourth line grind. You were calling it all game, I think, on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Uncle Pete was playing them a lot. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, which I liked. I, I felt I felt like he didn't play them that much in the first two games, to be honest, or maybe maybe just the first game. I can't really remember. But uh, yeah, he went right back to them, and they were playing a lot that game. Yeah, I saw a tweet. I think it said the like there was a sequence where it went fourth line, first line, and then back to the fourth line. Like he was getting them out there as much as possible. Yeah, I mean, if yeah, it went if it went fourth, first, fourth at one point. Mm-hmm. If they're maintaining pressure, like why not keep playing them? That's I mean, this is what this is one of those things that I was saying last year with Uncle Todd. I was just like, look, like when the power play was so shitty that it was running at like a six percent clip, I was like, dude, fuck it. Just put the fourth line out and see what happens. There's Honestly. one less guy on the ice. Don't even just throw away the fucking power play like strategy and just have them grind them out. There's gonna be someone open. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, that's if they're if they're playing that well, just keep playing them. Yeah, yeah. Fourth line grind. That's how it is, baby. I'm, I'm a big proponent of it. Uh, mm-hmm. Two minutes later, it's finally fucking Ovi time. He gets one. He hammers it home. He picks up a kind of a botched koozie pass that was deflected. He scoops it up, gets it in. And we don't have to put Uncle Pete on the hot seat because we're going to do that <laughs> if Ovi went scoreless through three games. But it, it's, it's good to see him get us on, get on the board, and it's good to have a 2-1 lead going into that second period right there. 
Yeah, that goal was all Tom Wilson too, from like yep. their own oh, end all the way up. He to dummies their Crosby, gets it, comes down, pushes the puck back, out muscles whoever they have on D, number nine, number six, or something. I think it was number six. Reno. And uh, yeah, gets the puck, gets it to Kuzi, and Kuzi makes a play, and it's an Ovi Tuck, and that's three goals in a row that Tom Wilson has not I should shouldn't say in a row because he wasn't on that Dowd goal, but three of the last four goals, Tom Wilson has single handedly created the opportunity. Uzi's first apple too. First yeah, point. I mean, I mean Tom Wilson again. Uh, we said this last game, and I think he was the best player of this game too. To be honest, I mean he was just. Uh, it seemed like he wanted to win the most out of everyone uh, on the Caps uh-huh. this game. Like he he was just out there. Uh, he was he had so much speed to his game, so much physicality, and he was just creating chances. That's that's all you can really ask for. And that's why we fucking love Tom Wilson. So second period, pins one, get back, get back on the board, tie the game at two, two, two minutes in. Sevier gets one, and then we get a penalty. They get a penalty. There's, I mean, it's it's the same shit, different game. I mean, that last Buffalo game, Caps take five penalties, stop all five of them. So five for five on the PK again. This game, five penalties again. This game, luckily we're able to go five for five on the PK again. So that's ten straight in two games. But it's the same shit. It's. 10 penalties in two games. Shit, you don't want to see. But we finally get a four-on-three power play, and it's Backstrom from Kuzi and Ovi. It's a beautiful tic-tac-tuck, and it's 3-2, to two and Backstrom's got yet another goal, and you love to see it. Yeah, I mean, that was – we saw that pass from Kuzi, that Backstrom-Kuzi play a lot, I think I feel like, last year. It's just, just a backdoor pass. I mean, Backstrom kind of just, I don't know, like shields him, like kind of like pushes him out of the way. He, he takes control of that backdoor crease right there. And Kuzi can just thread the needle that like that like every time. I will say that that was a four on three goal, so that makes everything a lot different. Like I don't like it's obviously oh, still yeah. a power play, yeah, 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 but like it's not it's nothing like a five on four. It changes up everything. Yeah, so Backstrom wouldn't be that open on a five on four at all. Exactly. Like our, our five on four <laughs> still needs our five on four power play still needs work. Um, but yeah, it was it was a great play. Yeah, I, I like the way Kuznetsov was like holding the puck and moving around until the sticks got out of the way and he could find the lane and make the pass. The yep. coach also glossed over the Colton Sevier goal. Yeah, I did. Go ahead. <laughs> Just like how fucked it was, like the overhead camera wasn't working. Yeah, I guess we did. That was that one. Yeah, right. Yeah, so that one. Yeah, the so the overhead camera is not working and it's only been what about 180 days since they've had a game in that <laughs> arena. So crazy that it wasn't working. But yeah, it. The, the first angle shows it hit the well. That's on a that's a dumbass Sammy mistake from behind the net. Turns it oh, over. Oh, hundred percent. That was so bad. Very dumb. Um, but yeah, it looks like it hits the crossbar for the first like twenty angles you see it at, and they show that back one, and it hits the it hits the uh, little white bar, little white camera in the back, and pops out. And yeah, that's that's literally what ties it. It's insane. That was just so disappointing because I was so confident it hit the crossbar for like the oh, first yeah. twenty angles, and then yeah, they right. That I was like, oh. everyone's just like, yeah, there's no way that's in. Like, let's let's go. What are yeah. we doing? Yeah, like, what, what are we, we doing? doing? I was like, why is this taking so long? We have the most. I mean, the camera literally shows it hitting the fucking bar and popping out. Yeah. Are like, you dumb? Well, was, no, we're dumb. It was just like a magic <laughs> trick. Uh, I was just like, what the fuck is happening right now? And then they said, yeah, they show that back angle. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. So a couple minutes after back from scores, is Marcus Pedersen. He rips one. Um, this was on, this is the tie to game three, three. This is a shift where both Dylan and Carlson are up around two minutes and they're both gassed and they're both struggling. And I think Carlson comes right, right in front of Samsonov, right as Pedersen lets that thing go, provides a little bit of a screen and they just rip it over the shoulder. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you kind of, you kind of nailed it best. Uh, they're just out there for a long shift. Carlson's 
yeah. tired as fuck. Doesn't get in front of the puck, honestly. Like if, if you're gonna screen him, you gotta get in front of the puck. I mean, that's that's like pretty much rule number one. And it's <laughs> I mean it's he just kind of came by, was looking, and it was so six goals in the first two periods, nothing in the third. We get to OT. We look terrible in OT. Every time we had the puck, we kind of would just like, it'd be off our stick within 10, 15 seconds, whereas Pittsburgh would get it rimming around for two minutes. Yeah, and, it was a yeah pretty, sh- pretty shitty OT. Pretty shitty OT. It looked like we were fucking tired, which, I mean, we probably were. It makes Th- sense that's, because we're the oldest team in the league. Exactly. <laughs> that's, what I mean. that's what I was getting to. Like, uh, uh, this is that's not going to go well for like the rest of the season like we're just we're old as shit dude like you play 65 minutes of hockey yeah Yeah. when you're playing 65 minutes of hockey it's it's gonna catch up to you and yeah i mean ov was out there for what two two and a half minutes at one point yeah to start the ot was at like 206 it's just like "Ah." like, come on Uh, i want you to score as much as i want you to score get the fuck off the ice yeah he got caught out there a little bit defensively um i mean Three on three, I think that's like I feel like Vrana just you gotta go to Vrana almost immediately. He's got so yeah. much speed. No, they started with Lars Eller, which I was saying to my friend, like I get it, they want to win the draw, but they didn't win the draw. And now you're stuck with like I just didn't think he was the guy to start overtime. No. Yeah, I would I would typically agree with that. I mean, at the same time, I think what the the logic behind that is if he does lose the draw, he is still very good defensively. Yeah, he's like their so, best defensive. Yeah. Him and Backstrom. And if we win the draw, we get control and Kuzi jumps on the ice t- three seconds later. Yeah, that's but what I would I was ag- figuring. But I would too. agree. Like, how do you not start Backstrom? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like you got to go Backstrom. And I really would like Vrana out there right away. I think Backstrom Vrana would be dangerous if he could feed Vrana a puck. Like, yeah. Exactly. Like he's just he's just so fast. Like he, in open space, which three on three, there's a lot of fucking open space. Mm-hmm. He's he's gonna be able to break away from people. Agreed. And then we get to a very underwhelming shootout in which TJ Oshie misses, Nick Backstrom misses, Kuznetsov misses, Ovechkin misses, Malkin misses, Crosby misses. The only guy that gets the goal is Jake Ginsel, and it's on the seventh shot there, and he just sneaks it through. It was fucking filthy, though. Fucking yeah, it was a good. Pads. Yeah, it was a beautiful move, and he yeah, sinks through his pads, move. and it's a win. It's, an, it's a win for the Pittsburgh Penguins. You first have to wonder year. why Ovechkin doesn't just rip slap shots in the shootout. Like, I feel like that's yeah, a guaranteed pick, goal. Pick a corner and rip, yeah, yeah. Rip, a, rip a clapper. It's not a bad idea, honestly. I mean, Kuzi has done it once or twice. Yeah. I mean, in a way, what he used to do, he'd come down and just fire it fucking top left. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, he doesn't it, have great hands. They're really choppy. Like, I feel like he should oh, just yeah. be ripping slap shots. Way back in the day, though, he would he used to do that pump fake backhand, and it, it looked yeah. beautiful. Yeah, it'd sneak that backhander up under that bar. Yeah, um, but yeah, I, I would tend to agree. I mean, Ov's that's kind of Backstrom's go-to, right? Is just kind of ripping a wrister, like yeah. pretty much every single like time. five hole or top glove or something like that. Yep. Yeah, something yeah, like that. Usually Which, makes I mean, move and slips he, in five hole. He hit he hits pipe, uh, which I mean it was top pipe, so like. How close were you? Three quarter of an inch is the other way. Yeah. Oshie's move was pretty underwhelming. It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't five hole. Yeah, well, yeah, it was just like he kind of came down, made one move, and missed. It was like, Ew, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Who are you? <laughs> like, what are you it's, doing, dude? It's so funny, like, how bad, like, misses look in a shootout sometimes. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, what the well, fuck? A lot of times they miss. They just straight up miss the net. Yeah. And then there's, a, like, when he scores, it's like, oh, that was beautiful. And then when he yeah. misses, it's like, what the fuck are you doing, yeah, dude? There's, like, no in between. <laughs> Sammy's yeah. pad save was nice on Crosby actually when he lifted his leg to Crosby yeah, that didn't was... make a massive stretched out pad save, kind of like the NHL 21. We just pulling back on this on the stick there and laying yeah. down. Yeah, that was that, that was, was a sick kick, kick save and a beauty. 
Yep. So coming up this week tonight at Pittsburgh again, then we're finally fucking home. It's Buffalo again, though. Friday night, Buffalo at home. My birthday. Plug myself. Nice plug. 22nd. And then Buffalo again Sunday. Um, And then we finally get into some Islanders and Boston and Rangers and stuff like that. So we just got to get through Pittsburgh and Buffalo two more times. Um, and then we're, we get to start mixing up a little, but it's good. It's going to be good Friday night back home at cap one. I might try to find a way to sneak in. You never know. Oh, just uh, ask Tark or uh, Sam Pell. There you go. If I can weasel my way down there and slime on in, I've snuck into that arena before. Come get me caps ticketing office, but I've snuck in that arena before. It shouldn't be too hard with absolutely zero people to use as a distraction yeah. in the crowd to slip in. Sound like <laughs> RA right now. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Right. So let's go to three stars of the week. Let's each pick one. Uh, we do this every year. It's just to, uh, we we'll each pick one guy. Well, best guys of the week in turn. It could be it could be stat guys. It could be guys that kind of made out, showed out, played a hell of a game even though they didn't get on the board. So AB, let's go with you, and then we'll go Ben, and I'll finish it. Uh, okay, I'm not going to steal the obvious answer because we've been uh, you know hyping him up the entire fucking time. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go a little off script here, even though he only played one game. Vitek Vanacek. Yep, I was yeah, actually that was one. my dark horse first yep, NHL career win. Pretty saves. <laughs> no. You got to give it to him. The check, baby. First win. Yeah, I mean he he played great. Uh, I'm still sticking by my hot take that he will be the starter at some point this season. At some point, for a stretch, at least like a well, it's going to be tough with the back to back. But yeah, naming him number one for maybe two weeks might make sense. I mean, if and if he's if he's still rolling, come playoff time. If who's who's hey, looking hey. better. I mean, we, we did Grubauer yeah. over Holpe. Let's see what Labs thinks. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Who you got, Ben? Uh, I'm going to give an honorable mention, and I know I just bashed him for starting in overtime, but to Lars Eller, I thought he was one of the <laughs> best players in the Pittsburgh game. Like, actually, even though he didn't do anything, like, statistically, I thought Something that hit me during possession. that game was just, like, I feel so bad for Lars Eller because he used to have, like, Brent Connolly and Andre Burkowski <laughs> yeah. fucking piping it in Colorado right now and be great on that Caps third line. Maybe even second line instead of Rana. But no, but uh I'm gonna go with Backstrom. Four points in three games, two goals, two assists. Pretty Bingo, solid start there it is. Season. And I'm gonna go with Tom Wilson. I mean, three points, a goal and two assists, literally made three, literally won the Buffalo game for us and then made that hell of a play in the Pittsburgh game to get us on the board. I've got an uh, another honorable mention, TJ Oshi, obviously. I mean he played he he played pretty solid. That for the whole first line he played pretty solid, honestly. Yeah, first line uh, grind. But then they switch. I mean, they switched things up, right? Wasn't uh, was it Ov Kuzi Wilson at some point, or no? I don't Maybe think that was... ever. I don't think that trio ever got on the ice. Oh, I thought so. I thought Ov's goal was assisted by Wilson and Kuzi. That was just a, a mix up and change. It was assisted. It yeah, I think you're yeah. right. It was assisted by both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, your boy Johnny Carlson minus four, uh, so far on the week. Same with same with Dmitry Orlov. <laughs> Him and Orlov both my, both dash four. Dude, well, <laughs> you do hate to hear that. <laughs> there was a one game I was watching. Like I was just watching on my phone because I was kind of busy. I think I was either driving or something like that, so I like wasn't noticing. And I just haven't noticed Orlov at all. Like yeah, I literally like was texting my dad. I was just like, "Is is Orlov even he playing?" Well, he doesn't have a single point. Yeah. He hasn't. He hasn't that, hadn't done much. I mean, and like we said, that dash four. I mean, you can go look at Stack Guy Blake's tweets. I mean, Char and Jensen's by far our best oh, defensive pair right percent. now. And they didn't even make our three stars of the week, but they 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 played great. I mean, yeah. they, I I really like that that pairing. I mean, <laughs> again, that over under on the char, it looks like that over is gonna smash. Yeah, it's gonna, gonna smash the shit out of it. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna like yeah. say, is it gonna play fifty five fucking games? Like Jesus. Yeah. 
But if he is, it's because he's doing something right. But that's all we really got. That's recap wise. That's that's good to go. Um, that's all I really got. Caps wise, not much news. I mean, there's not going to be much happening with the guys just hunkered down in between games each time. So I mean, yeah, that's just about it. We have McGregor this weekend. Oh yeah, that's gonna be. Oh good. yes, baby, versus the Diamond. Yeah, Maybe I'll send you undefeated picks again. Don't worry. All right, let's Did you go. see let's his go. video today about he got asked if um, Habib was afa- afraid to fight him? I oh did see God. that. He yep. said like 100% he is. He's like worth a quarter of my net worth and shit. Like oh, that. boy. The guy just runs oh, his mouth. Boy. I kind of love it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love the shit out of it. It's, he's a legend. Yo, regarding uh, NHL news, sorry to switch the topic here. Uh, Patrick Lana left the ice pretty quickly this, uh, this morning, I heard. Did he? Yeah. yeah, they're saying upper body, but there were trade rumors all around this guy. Yeah, that's it. Was, I was hoping for the trade. I, was I know. I was dying for the trade. Yeah, but if that trade happens, isn't it Philly likely? Dude, they wanted they wanted a haul. They wanted a haul from Philly though. They wanted like yeah. Everything. There's there's no way Philly's like Konechny was involved, like two first round yeah, picks, and like yeah. Sam Moore. That wouldn't even make sense considering they're like the favorite to win the division. Yeah, right. Well, like, there's that. Did you see that line brawl today between Columbus and Detroit? Did you hear the story behind it with like Larkin and Warinsky? Larkin and Warinsky, yeah, like best friends growing up, and they just started dumping. Yeah, but Larkin bought tickets for Warinsky's parents to come to the game today. Yeah, and then they fought each other. And they fought each other. Oh in a my god! <laughs> Damn, that's that's kind of tight. That's that's kind of hilarious. But yeah, I yeah, mean, it was like a whole thing. Like back to the Philly thing though. Like I, if I'm Philly, I'm not making a move at all. Like I know that they keep saying they need a goal scorer. Like Johnny Goudreau's name has been thrown out. Patrick Lyon's name has been thrown out there. Like, if you're getting rid of anyone on your starting lineup for him, okay, don't do scoring. it. Yeah, you'll exactly. get goal scoring from somewhere. You'll figure it out. Yeah. Don't get rid of anybody. Their team on is that good team. as fuck. Yeah, their team's way yeah. too good. That team yeah, is very good. So. But yeah, that's yeah. the only uh, interesting news that I, that I had. Love it. Love oh, it. the Leafs waved Jason Spezza. Yeah, and oh, he's just like not going to join any other team. I think they're trying yeah. to do it to so he can get on that. Taxi squad, yeah. um, salary that's 700k or whatever the fuck it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did see that. Oh, and I also did see Aaron Dell said if he doesn't get claimed, he's, or if he gets claimed by somebody else, he's just retiring. And New Jersey claimed him. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Geez. He was like, if if any other team claims me, I'm just gonna retire. And then New Jersey was like, well, we're gonna claim you. See what happens. <laughs> <laughs> you sure you'll retire? Like, yeah, you're fucking New Jersey. <laughs> It wasn't even like an enticing <laughs> signing. Like it's not like yeah. Boston or something. Yeah, like, it's probably just mad. Devils. Yeah. Like, so that was kind I of told funny. You guys, but that's all I got. Um, yep. Good stuff. We we appreciate you guys listening in. We have what do we have this week? We don't have any happy hours coming up. I think it's kind of low key. Coming out. We got recaps coming out. That's over like fifteen hundred views already. Ben's killing that. Recaps How are, are you? good. Good stuff. Is that um, good? But it's. Do you haven't watched it? What the fuck? I'd be good. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's all we got Friday. We got an episode coming out. Local puck stuff. It's going to be jam packed three interviews on that as well. I believe we have one of the, I believe we have Hunter McCoy coming on from the Maryland black Force. He's got night black bears. He's got 19 points in 19 games. He's buzzing a bit. A couple guys that are, are signing. It was the nationals just signed John Lester. Interesting. Okay. Um, nationals are kind of becoming a bit of a wagon again. Maybe. Who? Nationals. Nats. Yeah, baby. Oh, baby. Oh, they. Oh, John Lester. I was like, isn't that a pitcher? I was like, I, yeah. I, I completely blanked there. Yeah, John Lester. I mean, he's kind of old, but 
Red Sox legend right there. And Chicago Cup legend. It's the DC. It's the DC fucking timeline, baby. Win a, win a championship and then just bring in old folks. Try to win another one. True, yeah. The Nats. <laughs> of the, is uh, McClellan running the Nats too? That'd be tight. He motherfucking might be. But that's all I got, AB, Ben. What you got to leave us on and we'll get out of here. Uh, I got nothing here, boys. Peace out. Yep, nothing on this end either. Quick and simple. Take Tune in to everything this week. Uh, keep Keep firing it up. And we'll see you next week. Trying to impress me, pulling out all the stops. Making my dizzy when you tell me what you want. I just wanted you to see me. Never thought you'd notice. Thought that you should know I'm already sold. Never let me go. You had me at a la 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 la. My mind is clear